you should tell the truth. That's the real advice. But the Sarah advice is to make up yeah, some bullshit. We have we have different advice on like on these big life questions. Sarah's is always avoid the fuck out of the actual issue. Make up some kind of excuse and get out of that shit. And as soon as he leaves, like stop answering his call. Just just ghost that motherfucker. Welcome to the Big Kid Problems podcast based on the comedic social channel all about not wanting to be an adult. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill, the writer, creator, and pretty normal human behind the popular Instagram, Twitter, blog, and now podcast, Big Kid Problems. So I've spent the last almost decade making jokes about navigating the adult world. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that no matter what your age is, we all have big kid problems. We're all just trying to figure it out. And you know what? That's okay. So each week, we're going to take a funny yet informative look at a specific struggle or big kid problem, if you will. Then we'll break it down with a rotating cast of comedians, personalities, and experts to actually give us the tools and resources to help us solve our big kid problem of the week. From love and relationships, money, career, physical and mental health, bad decisions, and just general life responsibilities, nothing is off limits. So thank you so much for joining me as we navigate adulthood together. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another week and another episode of the Big Kid Problems podcast. If you're joining this week, if it's your first episode, this is a little bit different than we typically do things. Um, normally, every week we have a topic. We explore a big kid problem in depth. I bring in experts. This week, we're not doing that. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to play it fast and loose. Fast and loose. We actually did this. We did this a couple weeks ago. This was born in quarantine. Yeah. You know, we were just like not feeling like doing a full episode and no. the people liked it. Yeah. Well, because I think, again, there's like so much pressure on podcasts. So, like I'm learning something, you know, like I'm absorbing all of the information and like there's just really no information to absorb here. It's yeah. like literally just chewing the fat. Right, exactly. So we're just going to have some fun this week. Our guest is back, Miss uh, Paige Barras. I'm like, what's your name again? Uh, yeah, <laughs> doctor. Our guest Dr. is Miss. back, Dr. <laughs> Miss Paige Barasa. <laughs> We're in the South, so is everything Miss? <laughs> miss Dr. Paige Brown. <laughs> she is in the house. Uh, you have a an acupuncture studio. Who knows anymore? <laughs> you, I don't even know. I haven't had, been up there in months. <laughs> you had <laughs> yeah. a D, an acupuncture studio in New York yeah. City. And you're here. You're here today. Just going to join the pod and have some fun. Welcome. Totally. No, I'm excited to be here. You know, just just <laughs> <trying to laughs> Just doing the best we can. I mean, I haven't been back to my practice in New York for months. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, there could be like a, a tent city in my practice. There could be like squatters there. Yeah. You know, there could be just like eating the herbs and like playing with the needles. I don't know. I haven't there's, been there months. There's worse places to be quarantined. Totally. Your, I love your office. It's very York. calming. It's very calming. Probably especially for people who've been sleeping on the streets. <laughs> yeah. I usually go to Paige's practice when I'm either like a really hungover always <laughs> yeah just like having a meltdown mm -hmm. for some other reason or like there's three what's the third really constipated yep really hungover third. really constipated 
or having a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Those are Sarah's like go-to acupuncture. I'm like, you know, you can do this for like hormonal balancing or sleep. Or I'm like, sleep. I ate cheese. Yeah. Help. <laughs> She's like, I just, I've come, come back from Europe and I've been eating too much cheese. I'm like, that is also an emergency. That actually, I mean, not to take this off the rails, but that's a kind Weird. of- Weird. Kind of a funny story. <laughs> um, when I, that was like when we first kind of started becoming friends, yeah. but it wasn't Europe. It was Israel. I, I went, didn't go to Israel. No, I went to I Israel. Wish. I went to Israel for two weeks and I didn't poop mm. the entire time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so I went to your practice. <laughs> you gave me a bunch of stuff. And then I remember you were like, you need to go. You're, this is like next level. Like yeah. you should go get a colonic. Yeah, no, there's like, there's basically, there's a lot that acupuncture can do. But at the point where you haven't taken a shit for like <laughs> multiple <laughs> weeks and everything's impacted in there and like you're starting to turn an unnatural shade of white <laughs> you, need, you need more help than needles. <laughs> I love that we're not even three minutes into this bitch and we're talking about my poops. Of course. You're like, oh, what happens if we go off the rail? This is off the rails. So yeah, yeah at uh, that point. Yeah, so you you actually referred me to a colonic um, place in New York. <laughs> I don't know if you Wait, know this story. Was that the little Guatemalan woman who rubs your belly and yes. sings to you well, while no, the poop comes out? You, you recommended me to her and okay. she couldn't see me for like a week. And I was like, honey, you're I don't all, think you'll you die. understand. <laughs> I was like, this is an emergency. So I went to another... I went to another place. You did? And I don't know if you know this story. This is incredible. Oh my God. Tell me. Okay. So I can't <laughs> Here believe, we are. I can't believe Every I'm time. breaking this out under minute five. Okay. So. We got to one up tractor sex from the last from time. From the last so, time. That's very yeah. true. So I go to get a colonic in like East Village, New York. And it's my first time. And I don't know if anybody doesn't know what a colonic is, but basically they... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us? I'm going to let you tell us. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you could give the medical uh, I know, I want to hear yours. Okay. Um, basically, this like, you go to this... <laughs> Where do they put the tubes there? Yeah, they give you. They put this tube right up your poop chute. What do they do first? They lube you up nicely. I don't. Yeah. Okay. You definitely got lubed. Yeah, I'm sure I got lubed. Yeah. I wasn't like raw dog by a colonic <laughs> no. place. Anyways, they put a tube up your butt. They put some water in there. They're supposed to like clear everything out. At the end of the day, they're supposed to just clear the pipes. It's basically about cleaning the pipes. So anyway. This is my first colonic and, you know, she's doing it to me. She's flushing all this water in there. She's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, nothing is coming out. <gasps> nothing. She's like, you I are know it's so coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. I know what happens when okay, that happens. Okay. So she's like, you're so impacted. Like, nothing is coming out. So she's like, I'm going to give you a couple days. Like, go home. You know, we, we were at this for like 30 minutes. And then at the end of it, she's like, you know what? Like, go home. In a couple of days, I'm going to bring you back. Like, give it like 24, 48 hours. We'll bring you back. He'll give you another colonic and that should really get things moving. So I'm like, all right. So I'm obviously, I just got my first clonic. I have to like call my friends and tell them about it. Like, right. So I'm like, I'm walking home. I have probably a good like mile walk back oh, to my apartment. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I have a mile walk back to my apartment. So I'm walking in New York. You know, you don't take, I never took cabs anywhere. No. Like I would just walk everywhere. So I'm walking, I'm calling. I remember I was actually calling our mutual friend, um, Lauren and, uh, telling her about it. And like maybe about five blocks, five oh blocks to my, my apartment. God. I'm like, Oh shit. Fucking <laughs> bridesmaid moment. No, yeah. Little bridesmaid. I'm like, I think I feel something moving. And she's like, oh, is it working? I'm like, I don't know. I just, it feels a little weird. Maybe four blocks out from my apartment. I'm like, 
oh, gurgle, I have gurgle. to go now. And I'm literally like, I'm just, I'm keeping my pace up. I'm like walking a little bit faster, a little bit faster. And, and then like three blocks out to my apartment, I'm like, oh no, I'm going right now. Yeah. Like I literally go into a sprint for three oh, blocks, three blocks in New York While City. you're shitting? No, I'm not shitting. Oh. I'm, but I know I'm about to. So I'm like literally oh. sprinting as fast as I can to my apartment, like sweating. <laughs> sweating. And I get, I see my apartment door. I'm like, holy shit. And now I have a four story walk. Yeah. Up. You have a walk up. You had a walk up. I forgot about so that. I'm like, I'm like, I have my keys in my hand. Like my keys are rattling. I get to the door. Sweating. I'm, sw- I'm profusely sweating. <laughs> I get my keys. I get the door open. I have a second door to get into. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I start sprinting up four flights of stairs. Like literally like my shirt is soaking wet. And I, I literally, I sprint up. I'm making it to the, like the fourth floor. I see my door. I literally get my key in the door. I open the door and I shit my pants. <laughs> I shit my pants oh in my, my hallway. Like I had like two extra. You have like a poopy diaper in your hallway. Get your key in the door. Oh my God, Sarah. Literally, oh I was two feet away from my my bathroom. I pooped my pants as an adult. Oh my God. This was like this was like two years ago. Oh guys. my god! But did it feel so much better afterwards? Oh my god! Right? It was yeah. Anyway, I hope you threw out those jeans. I did. I literally, I was in leggings and I literally took it all, put it yeah. in the trash. It was like Lulu leg. It was like Lulu lemon. Yeah, leggings. no, no, those are burnt. Those are burnt. Those <laughs> but are burnt. I, it hurt a little bit. I was like, yeah, oh, I could wash these, and I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> You wash like mac and cheese out of pants. Like you don't wash like a, the, a giant impacted two week Israel trip shark out of pants. Yeah, there is no coming back. From no, that. all that tabbouleh. No, let it go, girl. Just let it go. All right, no, way to kick things off. I know. Anyway, welcome, welcome to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like five minutes ago, you were like, "Okay, I don't know what we're gonna talk about." <laughs> I know. I was like, "We need some structure to this thing." No, this we're, is how we roll, baby. We're better left unstructured. I think. I feel strongly. <laughs> I feel strongly too. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you anyway, that. so that's what I meant by these weeks are a little bit different yeah. than our other weeks. We're just kind of like having fun. Yeah. You know, we're gonna let these things go. Yeah, we're gonna let it go. Take our bras off. Take right? our bras, bras off. off. In our pants, and our pants, shirt, in our pants, just anything goes. There's no judgment here. Uh, do you mean to tell me you've never shit your pants as a oh, uh, no, adult? Oh no, I definitely shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, I lived in India for eight months. Like you know, that entire trip was like, ooh, do I let the fart out? And like every time I did, it was a shart. And I don't know why I didn't learn my lesson. But like, sure enough, it's just like one thing after another. Also, like most of the transport is like these bumpy little buses, and like they're not gonna pull over so you can go to the bathroom. I mean, it was a mess. I threw out a lot of Lululemons. <laughs> I think at the end, I was just wearing tie pants the whole time because they were like $2 and I could just fucking dispose of them afterwards. That's like the whole purpose oh, of yeah. those pants. They're a giant adult diaper yeah. that you wear in Asia. Like, do the math. Wow. They're for shitting. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I feel like we should pivot yeah. from, <laughs> from these soupy... I'm just envisioning a soupy Indian shit. And yeah. I feel like we're still under 10 minutes into this podcast. Wow. So eight minutes of poop talk? So yeah, far? yeah. Right. So far, I think we're off to a good good start. Yeah. Not not surprised <laughs> at all. Yeah. At all. 
So when you posted the sticker for what we should talk about, did you get it? I only got like two things. Oh, I got some things. Oh, good. I got some things. Yeah. Good. Um, I posted a sticker on Instagram just basically telling everybody that we were going to be doing another one of these bras off episodes because in the last one, we had a bucket of questions that we wrote ourselves. And oh, yeah. I was like, this would be so much more fun if people could write in the questions. Yeah. So we do have those. I'm going to jump into them. I feel like we should wait. We should. Get, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll get into it a little bit at the towards the end of the episode. I mean, we only got a couple, but I feel like as people listen to these episodes, they'll be more inclined to yeah. give us ones. Yeah, totally. I'm sure that whole conversation is going to spark a lot of really intriguing questions. <laughs> for sure. Very philosophical mm-hmm. um, <laughs> questions are coming our way for sure. Anyway, oh, one thing I did want to do, I feel like whenever we're doing these, maybe a good starting off point, other than talking about shitting our pants as adults, um, would be <laughs> to maybe mention or talk about the current big kid problem we're facing this week. Oh, yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm just full of great ideas. You are like an idea factory. Like, <laughs> this is how I roll, guys. Why aren't we making that a business? The idea factory? The idea. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did we just buy that website? Oh my God. God. We are literal geniuses <laughs> that I can't even speak. Wait, that's actually such a good idea. Where we, I just, it's basically you and I sitting in an office yeah. and like, I don't know who Throwing pays a ball us. against a wall <laughs> and just being like, ideas. Yeah. Rollerblades for dogs. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has got a million dollar stamp on it. For we actually, sure. I actually, um, I actually can't take credit for this. I was about to, but Brandon had a really good idea. We could, we could put it into the idea factory. Okay, um, what is it? Umbrella. Uh, once we start this bitch, yeah. <laughs> um, basically, because we just moved to Nashville. For anybody new to the show who just stumbled on this and is like, what the fuck I'm yeah. listening to? Uh, my fiance and I just moved to Nashville a couple months ago. We were building like an Airbnb property that's awesome. And we were we were talking about building a retriever ranch. Oh my as God. Air, as a, kind of like a cool Airbnb experience yes. thing. Um, I already told you this idea, but I'll yeah, tell yeah, the I audience. Remember. Where basically we want to... And someone's going to fucking steal this and I will cut you. We you, will find you, we will actually. find you. If you um, Retriever this. Ranch TM. TM, yeah. TM, um, TM. Retriever Ranch will basically be a destination <laughs> where... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a whole house and it's like interactive and very Instagrammable, but there's 25 golden retriever puppies yep. and you yep. can you can pay to like hang out for an hour with the puppies. Yeah, I love it. Now, what happens when they grow up? Is it like a Tiger King situation? It's a Tiger King for oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> incinerator on property. <laughs> What's the barbecue for? There's no meals. Oh, Peter's coming after oh me God. for that one. No, we would never. I literally have two dogs. Like. I know. Yeah, we'll probably like adopt them out or something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Oh my God. Idea. So it's like complete. also, it's also like an adopt, 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 and it's also a dog adoption. Yeah. Situation. We're like giving back to the mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and then making buckets of money off bridesmaids, <laughs> off of bridesmaids yeah. wanting to take Instagram photos. Yeah. Of puppies. Anyway, I love this. This is just. I'm unemployed, me. so I'll do anything at this point. <laughs> Dr. Page. Yeah, um, Dr. Page is unemployed. I know. You just finished your doctorate too, like a yeah. few months ago. No, I know. And now we're doing TikTok dances. That is yeah. true. We've stooped so, to some new lows. If anybody would like to hire me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm overqualified for everything except TikTok dances. <laughs> You're still kind of overqualified for That's this. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay, wait. We completely Weird ADHD. skipped to the question. You have to tell me what your biggest big kid problem this week is. 
I mean, I definitely have a nice slew of them to pick from. I have one that I am very embarrassed about. Oh, that's the one you have to say then, obviously. I mean, there's one that like literally, and like Sarah knows this about me, but I'm very outspoken and wild and like in your face. It takes a lot to embarrass me. Like I don't get embarrassed easily. I don't think I've ever seen you embarrassed. I'm thinking about it. You should be embarrassed multiple times that we've A lot of my life, yeah. But you're not. No. No, I think it's like, you know, those people that don't have like a pain, they have like an insanely high pain threshold or like those climbers that have like a smaller amygdala so they don't feel fear. I think mine's like embarrassment. Yeah, you like, definitely don't. I just don't have it. But I found it on Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I definitely uh-huh. want to hear this story. So this is great. So I also recently moved to Nash and I have... She's here to run um, operations at the Retriever Ranch. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm COO of Retriever <laughs> Ranch and like co-CFO or so, no, not CFO, can't do math, CEO of Idea Factory Yes, and anything else we we're, come up I'm, with. We're making business cards. Oh my God. I feel like we're already getting paid. <laughs> um, so I, uh, so my boyfriend, Chris, and I started dating like four months ago. And so we're doing the whole, like, you know, you meet the friends, blah, blah, blah. And, um, oh God, man. I'm just like reliving this and like I'm about to start shaking. So I have my best friends here, you guys. And so it's Chris and I and Brandon and Sarah. And so we have a group text that starts Chris and Sarah and Brandon. And then, you know, your name isn't really on it in the group text, but... Oh, on the group text, you're saying the names. Okay. Right, right. So then Chris, my boyfriend also has a best friend named Brad and he is dating a Sarah. So we are also on a group text. I feel like I see where this is going. going. Yeah. (laughs) We're also on a text with Chris and Sarah, same names, and then Brad and Paige. So really there's like the N is the only difference between these two texts. And Saturday night, oh God, I'm going to throw up. Saturday night, we were like hanging out with Chris's friends, Sarah and Brad, but we've been texting both group texts the whole day. And we were supposed to come hang out with you guys afterwards, remember? And like go barbecue and drink and stuff like that or not drink, whatever we're, I mean, whatever. So we we were supposed to go to dinner with his Brad and Sarah first and then at seven and then like meet up with you guys afterwards. And we get to dinner and oh man, it was just like, it was a little painful. Like she was a little drunk and like, <laughs> it was just like not as much fun as I thought it would be. Uh-oh. And then Chris was also giving me the like, it's not totally my fault. He was also giving me like, this isn't fun eyes, you know? And we, you know how much fun we have together. We have so much fun. We have so much fun together. Yeah. So basically I went in my phone under the table and text what I thought was our group thread because it said Chris, Sarah, brah, and I didn't see like (laughs) Brandon. It's literally like one freaking letter difference. And I'm just doing it quickly in the table. And I was like, we were supposed to do dinner at seven. We get there at seven. It's like 745. I was like, we are so ready to go. We can meet up with you guys around 830. Like I was trying to like pack in dinner and be on the road in like less than an hour and a half. And I sent it. And all of a sudden, I like put my phone in my purse and I look up and it's like your fucking nightmare. You're looking across the table and I just see Chris and Sarah's phones go. No. And I'm like, 
And I'm like, surely not, surely not, surely not, surely not, surely not, surely not, surely not. And sure enough, they both get and Chris is beside me and he, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. So I'm already kind of looking away because I'm like, there's no way. And he picks up his phone and he looks at me and he's like, babe, you just texted this thread. And then I look across the table at Sarah and she like picks up. She's like, oh, so you're going to leave. Oh, okay. So you're going to go hang out with your other friends. And I was like, huh. Did you do the whole, like, you got to like play it off? Yeah. I meant to text that. No, totally. Like, and it just didn't make any sense because I'm also a horrible liar. So it was like, no, I was like texting you guys. Like, let's all go at 830 to this other party. And she's like, all right here. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. No. Yeah. And then like his best friend came back from the bathroom and was like, it was so awkward. Like you cut the air with a knife. So he obviously knew something happened. And he was like, hey, what's up? And she looks at him. She's like, "Um, they're going to leave us and go hang out with their other friends. Oh. Yeah. So then I crawled under the table. I have secondhand embarrassment right now. Yeah. It it like actually hurts. No, like (laughs) my jaw, like my teeth start to sweat telling this story. Like it's insane. So. I love too that you're dating like such a Southern gentleman. Oh my God. He's so sweet. He, he totally was like, what the fuck? Like he just, he's so (laughs) great, but he honestly looks at me most times when we're in public and is like, why do you have to make everything so weird? And I'm like, I'm, just built like this like I don't know and like that was just a time where he's like you couldn't just we're gonna hang out for like an hour and a half you can just pull it together huh but it's I mean he's gonna have to learn this the hard way so yeah yeah he's this is this is this uh, is good par for the course yeah this is totally par for the course also I'm a big fan of the strategy and I would like not tell anybody I would not recommend this to anybody you do your own thing but like I like to show my cards all up front when I'm dating and like you guys everybody in my life has been like don't do that yeah I was (laughs) gonna say the actual opposite yeah no like every person in my life is like don't do that pull it back but my theory is I'm like here's how wild I am here's how impulsive I am also, I'm smart. I run my own business. I'm financially, you know, savvy. Like, I don't have debt. Like, there's a lot of good things, but like, here's the crazy banshee side. And I give that all up front. So, like, if they can deal with it and they stick around, well, that's great. Because the last thing I want to hear after like two years and like an engagement is like, what? Like, <laughs> you want to go out and like do body shots with cowboys and like drink tequila out of a boot? And I'm like, yeah. And like, what happened to like when you wanted to go to the country club and play like Parcheesi? And I'm like, that was a lie. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. I want to give it up front. I mean, that's that's honestly probably the good advice to give. Yeah. I'm more of the camp of like, yeah, like I, I think I say things like I like hiking, like when I'm first dating someone. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, oh, what the fuck, Sarah? That's actually, a bold okay. face lie. I know. Actually, okay. Low key, I actually do like hiking, but it's very off brand for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, do you like hiking like how we do it? Like, Cash hike to like cash hike, cash hike, cash hike. Yeah, like that. That's yeah. That's the not problem. Is then I've been like dating someone, and they're like, okay, we're going like mountain climbing right. for two days. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. They're like, you know how to blay, right? I'll catch you. <laughs> do you know how to boulder? Or do you know how, you have the shoes, right? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just my dry cleaner. <laughs> my ropes are at the dry cleaner. <laughs> they get all dirty with blood last time. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, want to date Drake instead? Babe. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's probably smart. Yeah, yeah. I feel like in your 30s, too, it's, like, cooler to just, like, let it all hang out. Oh, dude, and dating in your late 30s, let me tell you, it is so awesome. Like, I can't, I, I can't emphasize enough how much better dating after 35 is than any other time in my life. Wait, really? Because I is, feel like when you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to be single when I'm in my oh, 30s. Oh, I know. And everybody in their early 30s is like, I have to lock it down before 35. I'm telling you the dating I've done after 35 has been the best in my life. Oh, please elaborate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, basically where you're at at 35, and I think this is like, you know, this is big city dating, but I'm also dating in Nash, which is a super small city, unless you're from Tennessee, and then you think this is the biggest city ever, which then I laugh really hard (laughs) at you, and then I look like the asshole fitting in really well here. So, basically, like, what it is is by the time you've gotten to 35, in a big city like New York, you've probably been like catfished multiple times. You've been through like two to three really serious long-term relationships that have ended in like a burn down knockout fight and somehow like there's been so much drama in your life. Yeah. You know, that, that, and that, that's one scenario. And the other scenario is that you're all in New York or you're in LA and you've been working on your career so long that you're so used to getting what you want and being like, okay, this is what I need. This is da, da, da. That it like past 35, you basically, you both show up to dates and you're like, okay, let's, do you want kids? Yes. No. Do you want to get married? Yes. No. Like you literally have all of these questions like on your first date, you figure out if you want kids, if the person wants to get married, where they want to live, what their five-year plan is, how much their income is. Like literally I've had all of these questions like given to me. It sounds like a, like a tax audit. It is. It's an interview. It's a full-on interview. You do like the entire like bullet point of things that line up and then you see if you have chemistry. Wow. Yeah. And it's awesome because like there have been some really great dates that I've been on with guys that are like, no, I don't want kids. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's a deal breaker for me. And I remember one guy was like, do you want to just like go out and get drunk and like have a really funny time tonight? And I was like, yeah never slept together, had like the greatest first date. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And then we're just, I was just like, good luck, man. He's like, you too. Wow. Yeah. That's much yeah. different. That's so like refreshing. Kinda, that, that does sound refreshing. It's and like no awesome. bullshit. You're just like, all right, this is what I'm trying to do. And are you on board? You're not on board. Okay. Yeah. Bye. No, totally. And even like my first date with Chris, like we were so, the bartender was dying listening to us because he's 40. So he's like old. So I'm like literally a trophy wife for him at this point. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I love it dating is. an older man. Totally. And I always throw it in his face. Do you throw it in Brandon's face? All the time. Right? I'm like, literally all the time. Babe, is that more gray coming in on the side? Oh, I love pointing out his gray <laughs> yeah, hairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm still young. And totally. I'm fertile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole like sleeping thing, like you must be sleeping more because you're getting old. Oh, mm, unfortunate. Um, but yeah, no, Chris and I's first date, he literally was like, I was like, I want kids. Do you want kids? He goes, yeah. And he goes, are you serious? Do you really want kids? And I was like, yes, I'm very serious. I even froze my eggs. Let me tell you, we'd been drinking too. And he's like, oh, you froze your eggs. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's great. And I was like, oh, like, I'm so excited that you like know what that is. <laughs> you're and excited like, about my egg. Yeah, you're excited. When he was like, no, that's great. He goes, my company has an incredible IVF program. It's completely covered. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So we just get your eggs and it would be totally like no payment for us. But I was like, did you just make a baby with my eggs? And then he got really embarrassed. He's like, no, I'm just saying. And I'm like, no, you fully just made a baby. That's amazing. Yeah, like he was pumped. 
This week's episode is brought to you by Blue Blocks. I don't know about you guys, but I spend a lot of time on the internet, especially these last few months. Like, I don't even want to tell you what my screen time is at. It is truly embarrassing. But all that time looking at digital screens can be damaging to the eye, which is why I wear my Blue Blocks glasses. If you don't know, the blue light from most screens, like from your phone, computer, and TV, can actually damage your eyes and exposure can lead to digital eye strain. Symptoms of digital eye strain are anything from blurred vision to headaches and dry, watery eyes. And for some, it can even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. For me, I used to just get headaches every day and wonder like, why? is this happening? So Blue Blocks glasses were created to block out blue light. And unlike a lot of other mass produced blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are backed by the latest science and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. Some blue light glasses are pretty nerdy looking, but blue blocks are definitely more fashion forward and come in over 20 styles. I actually have the Magnum computer glasses, which are really cute. And you can also get them in your prescription or non-prescription and readers. So if you want to get your energy back, sleep better and block out those unhealthy effects of blue light, get yourself a pair of blue blocks glasses. And for each pair of blue box glasses purchased, they actually donate a pair of reading glasses glasses to someone in need through the organization Restoring Vision. And I mean, you guys know I just love a good give back component. So head to Blue Blocks today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with code BKP. That's Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. I'm also going to link that in show notes and use code BKP for 15% off today. Wait, that's so much better than like the standard first dates where you're like, so do you have any brothers and sisters? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You went straight He to, made a baby. You guys made your first child yeah. on your first date. That's so much better. Yeah. I love that. This is so weird that we're talking about this because I was just um, randomly stumbled on the scene. Um, have you ever seen Up in the Air with yeah. George Clooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the scene where like Aunt, uh, Anna Kendrick is like the 23-year-old mm-hmm. and she's like explaining like, I just, you know, I need the, I just, the guy was so great on paper. Like I'm looking for a guy in finance who's 6'3", who like preferably drives a Jeep Cherokee. I mean, we're all looking for that girl. Yeah, literally, yeah. of course. Like <laughs> yeah. spent- DM us. <laughs> spent the first <laughs> decade of my yeah. 20s. Um, and then the older woman, she's like 35 and she's like, yeah, she's like, and Anna Kendrick said something like, oh, it sounds so sad. It's like you're settling. Like you settle in your in your mid thirties. And she's like, no, it's not settling. When you find somebody who's right for you, it doesn't feel like settling. Yeah. They don't have to be six, five. They don't have to do all of these things, but totally. It feels right when it's right. Yeah. No, I don't know if that made sense. No, it does. Okay. It does. <laughs> and when you're making IVF babies on the first date, it totally feels right. Yeah. <laughs> He's six four. I can compromise on the inch. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Above He's six three, smoking much less. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And when you're in New York, it's like you're just like anything over five eleven is fine. <laughs> Dude. The rest of the country, you're like um under six two. I don't think it can work. In New York, you're like five ten with lifts. I'm into it. New York is so ridiculous. Like I remember being in the dating scene and there would be like one guy that was like six three and the entire bar of girls would be like oh my fighting God. each other to get to him. It was ridiculous. Literally, it was like like feeding fish. Yeah. Like literally. 
That guy could fuck four girls on the bar without a condom and we'd still be lining up. Yeah. And then we'd be like, why is this guy such a dick to me? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't he call? Um, I don't He's know. He's literally banging four other girls yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. <laughs> I have so many stories we could go off on this. I know, I'm like, like okay, we started with diarrhea. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's close that chapter. Okay, fine. Okay. So anyway, dating after 35 is awesome. I love I that. Would, yeah. And I would encourage, honestly, anybody, because I know there's like, I have a couple of patients who are worried about this and like, I know girlfriends are worried about this, but anybody who's in that mentality of like, being like 32, 33, and they're like, oh God, are we going to get engaged? Are we not going to get engaged? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then they're literally like, well, I've put so much time in. Like, if you're not excited about like getting engaged and get like the whole thing, don't even worry about it. Like, don't even do it. Because there are people that are going to be very excited to marry you out there, even at like, 36, 37, 38, like, it, you know, it just gets better. So don't feel like, oh, I put so much time in, you know, and now I'm 34 and like, I don't know what I'm going to do because like we have whatever, how many years, like you should be pumped. So if you're not just date, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like, there was definitely like a more eloquent way to like put that, but I got it. I yeah. Got, I get what you're putting down. Yeah. 100%. That's what like is so fucking annoying about being a, a chick in your like thirties is cause you do, you, you've been told basically your entire life, like, okay, your window yeah. is up into this point. Yeah. And now we're like, I'm, I at least feel myself like I'm coming close to that, that window time that everybody's been warning me about. And it's funny you say that, but like, I literally, cause we obviously just postponed our wedding. I'm really sorry to the audience. I keep telling you guys about it yeah. like every single week. Um, it is helping people though. I will just interject and told me that a patient and I were doing a telehealth the other day and she was like, oh, oh my God, I was like listening to big kid problems and like it, I found her through you and I was like so happy that she's a Corona bride because I'm a Corona bride. <laughs> I was like, yay. So you're helping the people. Yay. yay. The Corona bride uh, bond is strong. Let me tell you. For real. Um, but one of the, one of the, big things was like why we were I was so upset to postpone and I was I was like holy shit like I'm 31 now we're getting married I'm gonna be you know 32 this year my fiance is 38 he's gonna mm -hmm. be 39 I'm like if we push a whole year I'm like that is putting a whole other year between us starting to try to have kids yeah and like I've just been society I mean and everything and I mean medical science yeah <laughs> i can't just say like instagram just, says instagram says that <laughs> no um i mean everyone tells you like you only have a certain amount of time so that was like actually a pretty big factor that i was freaking out about but then i started thinking about it and i was like do i really want to have a kid this year or is it just because i'm scared right that i won't be able to later right. on. And like when I really was thinking about it, I was like, I don't really feel ready to do that right now. Yeah. I'm not really in a rush to do that right now. Totally. And um, like a couple things to your point, like one, you're never going to feel ready. Like <laughs> that's ever. what my mom says. Yeah. No, you like never will. Like I know people with kids that are like, I'm still not ready to have kids. And I have like a three and a six year old, <laughs> like somebody take them from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think like there's never going to be a good time, but also like from a medical standpoint, yes, your fertility starts to decline after 35, but now there are so many amazing, you know, like healthcare systems and services and specialists and everything out there that you can very easily like safely conceive naturally, as long as you're doing like all the right things and eating the right diet. And like, you guys are so healthy and you're so health conscious and you biohack and the whole thing. I don't think you guys are going to have a problem. 
Yeah. And if you do, I'm I'm there. Yeah, then I'm going to be coming to uh, Shed yeah. Medicine to get some pokes. And You'll some just candy. have to like move the homeless people off of the table. <laughs> um, and then I'll put you um, up. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Can you scooch? <laughs> Can you scooch and just give me like a little sip of your Jack Daniels? <laughs> it's our, the new service we're offering. <laughs> Love it. Really pivoting your business model. Yeah, with, uh, you know, a shot of moonshine from a paper bag <laughs> and some fertility treatments here at Shen Medicine. There is nothing we won't do for our patients. There you go. That should be your slogan. <laughs> that should totally be your business slogan. It'll be but your, then people are going to come in for blowjobs for sure. You, guess who's unemployed? <laughs> okay. I mean, there's nothing we can't solve. We're the ideas factory literally throw something at us. That'd be amazing in the ideas factory. Oh my God, guys, I have an idea. Charging for blowjobs. Wait, can we charge our boyfriends for blowjobs? I mean, we kind of do. That's you think true. About it. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. So Chris like cleaned out the garage the other day, like did a really good job. It looks amazing. And it was like, oh, like they're honestly, you do need to like train men for sure. And like blowjobs is a great way. Like dogs like treats men like blowjobs. Yeah. Yeah. Science. This yes. is coming from a doctor. Uh, guys, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Okay. That's blowjobs so will get you everywhere. That's so funny you say that. Like I'm big, like we've talked about this. You're like, I'm not a flowers girl. Like I'm totally no. a flowers girl. Like I love getting flowers. Yeah. If you look downstairs right now, we've got three. No, I, I <laughs> noticed okay? came coming in. I was like, what did he do to fuck up? No, not fuck up. I'm just saying. Oh. Just saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Beach for bouquet? <laughs> Damn, girl. I like this. My house is covered in flowers. Wow. Wow. Do you need a jaw adjustment? How are you doing? Actually, yes. Right? Okay, <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> See? That's where I come in again. <laughs> it really is. It's nice having a uh, a doctor as a friend. Yeah. You know? Just never, never gets old. Good to have a doctor in the ideas factory, too. Yep. <laughs> for, for all sure. the medical inventions we're going to have. So many medical inventions. Mm-hmm. Um, this we is- almost killed our accountant, so we should probably like do some sort of robotic heart surgery. Dude, should we should we tell the story of how we killed our accountant? <laughs> we killed our accountant? We should. <laughs> it's so fucked up. He's never going to listen to this. We you don't definitely- know that. He has a Big Kid Problems calendar in his office. Does he? Yeah. Oh, actually... Maybe I dreamt that. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. I think you would have done your taxes by now if he had a BKP. Yeah, that's true. He's <laughs> yeah. not done my taxes. Yeah. he's. If he had a daily reminder of you, he would have done your taxes. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's so weird when you dream things and you just think that they're real. Yeah. You know? Do you ever have the dream where like you think you have another puppy? I have that a lot. Like, huh? No. Oh my God. I did have a dream the other day though. This was actually a nightmare that um I was back in New York and I was getting on the subway Nightmare already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, end of story. You can stop there. That's yeah. it. Um, but I got on the subway. It was like a super, super packed subway. I had to like shimmy my way on. Yeah. And I, I finally get on as the doors are closing and I turn around and I realize I've left Tucker on the, <gasps> on the, on the platform. No. And like the subway is just pulling away and I see his little face like so scared. Oh, and it's just like, no. wow, I'm never going to see my dog ever yeah. again. No. The good news is the homeless people would pick him up and then take him to Shen and call me. So like you would, you know, it <laughs> all comes back. full circle. I know. What it, isn't that like the worst nightmare ever? Yeah. What do you think that means? It's just like the the mothers that have nightmares about their kids getting taken. It's just like a maternal instinct. I think you are ready for those kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means. You're ready for some babies. <laughs> Let's have babies together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never yet, maybe another not. one for the ideas 20, factory. 2021, 2022. Maybe. We'll, yeah. We'll talk. Okay. 
<laughs> maybe strategize this off air considering yeah, both the boys are gonna be listening yeah both to of our uh our, my fiance and your boyfriend are gonna listen to this episode and be like what yeah um, it's gonna be pulloutcity.com after this <laughs> i'm only beginning to be getting flowers from here on yeah, out. yeah yeah um, <laughs> on that note okay we should where jump. are we supposed to go oh we're gonna we should jump into our questions oh that's good okay yeah <laughs> um especially for these episodes i feel like it's best to just cut us off after like 45 minutes ish or like an hour, you know, under mm-hmm. an hour, under mm-hmm. an hour. Cause we could f- talk in circles for days. Yep. Um, all right. So we're going to get into our questions again. This is, we put it out on Instagram. If you wanted us to solve your big kid problems, if you had questions for us right in, we will talk about it and give some, some pretty, uh, <laughs> I was going to say like actionable. <laughs> Well, I actually don't know what's going to come out of our mouths, but Me neither. Um, if you should follow it, if not, but yeah. uh, we'll f- find out. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. That's all we can do. <laughs> That's all we can do for you folks. Wait, however, your whatever your slogan was, which was like, we'll do anything. <laughs> we'll for literally people. do anything for you. <laughs> my slogan, or at least like what will be written on my tombstone was like, she, she, she did her best. She did her best. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question number one. Somebody wrote in, can you do can you do an episode all things mortgages? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, do you have the right podcast? <laughs> um no that, that Should- what? what? Are you going to try and tackle that? Okay. You look so, so confident all, for a minute. No. They, well, I, I'm only confident wow. because I'm saying like the, this is the type of thing that I will talk about in a regular episode. I actually am going to do an episode um, pretty soon about like how the fuck to buy a house. Because people actually do write that one in. You'd be surprised whenever I put up like bigger problems. Like a lot of people are like, how the hell do I ever buy a house? You literally just go find one that's over your budget, fall madly in love with it, and then like have a real estate agent put you in touch with what are they leasing mortgage people? You mortgage, already know more than yeah, I do. like mortgage guys that like then overcomplicate things, and you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, as they like give you like seventy five pages to sign. You remember you were there for the signing, yeah. But I didn't know what was going on, and then you sign your life away, and you give them a big chunk of money, and then all of your best friends in finance a month later look through your mortgage, and they're like, oh my god, really. Really? Did that happen to you? I mean, David definitely tried. My best friend David definitely tried to like dissuade me <laughs> oh. a little bit. And I was like, but I want it. But I want the and house. I was like, this is the only way we're going to get it. And he was like, I think you should not buy a house right now. And I was like, how about I do it? And then I did it <laughs> because I like to jump before looking. Yes. So that would be my advice on all things mortgages. That's great. That's great. Um, I'm going to do a formal thing. We'll, 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 you we'll, have an we'll, t- we'll talk about how to do it and like what all the things mean. Because uh, when we actually got our house in Nashville, I mean, I say we branded did absolutely <laughs> everything. everything, but like I had, top to bottom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> top to bottom. But I had to be like, I had to, I was so scared, like looking at some of the numbers and I would be like, no, you have to walk me through. Yeah. You have to walk me through this. Like talk, like you were going to explain mortgages to a fourth grader. Like, yeah. Maybe younger, maybe third yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're going to have to do for me. So. All right, let's get into another question. Oh, oh, here's one I think you got. You you got, how did you find your... Per- well, we can both answer this, but how did you find your purpose and making a career change during pandemic? I got oh, laid off. Because she got laid off. Yeah. I mean, do you want to go... Oh, I could talk about this all day. Yeah, me too. Okay. I could talk about this all day. How to find your purpose. You go and then I... Yeah, and then I'll piggyback on it. Okay. Mine, what I always... What I say 
for this is um because it's a little bit it's not so easy all the time like no i didn't know what the hell i was going to do for a career like if you think about it 10 years ago this job didn't exist no. like i i make memes on the internet mm-hmm. and now i make a podcast that is yeah. funny but these things didn't exist 10 years ago so finding your purpose for me was a lot of like just trying shit out and mm-hmm. throwing shit against the wall. Yeah. Um, trying a lot of stuff, seeing if I liked it. I mean, I've been in like already three different careers yeah. um, and I'm only 31. So it's testing out. I think it's a lot of just testing things out and kind of seeing what you don't like, seeing what you do like. Okay. If I do like something, then maybe I'm going to pivot into that and then see what I like about this and finding out more. Like mm-hmm. even in just in comedy in general, because like I know that I like writing memes and jokes on the internet. Like I've gone into other things. I'm like, okay, I love comedy. I'm going to try stand up. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Which was so brave. And I'm like so upset you wouldn't let us come. But like, I think that is such a commendable thing that you just got up on stage and did it. Yeah. You have to try shit. And like, I did stand up for a, a, a little bit and like, in my heart, I was like, I don't like this as much as just writing the jokes because I don't like performing the jokes. Right. I'm like, I don't like saying the same thing over and over and over again and having to like act yeah. like it's the first time that I'm saying it. Yeah. Um, I prefer just writing it, putting it out and then making a new joke. Right. So that's kind of the thing. Like you're going to do a lot of testing and seeing what works and then and pivoting. But um, I will also say on this question, because someone's asking about finding your purpose and making a career change. On that note, I have to say when making a career change into trying something with your purpose, I think you got to be a little careful because a lot of people, I, I feel like bloggers on Instagram will be like, if you don't like your job, quit it. Do oh, what you love. Yeah, do careful. what you love. And you got to really be careful. Like, especially if you're trying to do something like that, you are, especially if you're still trying to find your purpose. I always say like, do it as a side hustle. Yeah. You know, get, get your money. Yeah. Get your, what, what's the saying the kids say these days? Um, secure the bag, sis. Wow. What is that? I I spend a lot of time on the internet. Secure the bag, go to your office, get your check, and then also, you know, do your side hustle on the side and make sure that it's a viable business before you like, you know, Mm -hmm. dump everything. Yeah. Start making like crystal necklaces for cats. (laughs) You know, not not a career. Not a career. Might be, but like look into that industry for sure. See how much you're making in year one before Mm -hmm. you quit your... uh, your job. Exactly. So, and I'll just piggyback on that and say like, okay, for the chick who got laid off, I mean, you're not going to be able to make this a side hustle right now because you don't got a main hustle. True. So, get that unemployment. (laughs) Like, get your bases. (laughs) Secure the bag. Secure the bag, girl. Um, so yeah, like make sure that your bases are covered so that you aren't stressed when you're trying to find the purpose, because there's nothing that will block creativity more than being under full-fledged panic of not having a job. So you can't be like, so true. Yeah. Like literally panic, fear, anxiety in the body just shuts down all of your creativity centers, puts you into fight or flight, which is like the worst mode that your nervous system can be in. And then you're just frozen basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, so make sure that like Sarah said, like have your bases covered and so that you can start to play a little bit. And what I would say is that, and I actually took, um, a patient through this the other day, but what I would say is like, start making a list of every time you have a thought of something that like kind of makes you laugh or smile. I have a huge poster board. I'll show you in the office next time you're over that says like, shit, I, shit, I hate 
and should I love? And so <gasps> I and, love that. Yeah. And because I'm I am too trying to find my purpose as like, I don't know what's going to happen next. And like, I need to maybe open a practice here. We don't know. So I'm doing this too. And so I have a huge poster board and it says, should I hate? Should I love? And so on the should I hate, like the top one is like dealing with my shitty landlord. And then like the next one is like, you know, dealing with like people who don't want to show up for their own healing when I show up so hard for their healing. Mm. That's really hard, you know? And so it's pooping my pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's going up in top five on my list. Everybody's (laughs) board's going to be different. So like put that in just any, maybe have it in your phone and anytime you're, you know, on the subway or walking and you're like, oh man, I really hated the office. How like Marlene would always ask me to do, you know, spreadsheets. It's okay. You put spreadsheets on shit I hate. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is an ongoing list that you have. And then you keep that aside. Then the next thing you do, I'm a big like list person because I like have the worst organizational skills any ever and I have ADHD. So. Similar. Yeah. I, and I think seeing it huge is huge. And writing down things about your purpose really affirms that. You know, it's pretty hard to write down something that's not true for you. Like, I really love spreadsheets. Like, you're not going to write that. You know what I mean? So the should I love, should I hate? And then you go to the next blank piece of paper. And I would just do this when you're feeling creative, when you're feeling relaxed. If you want to have a glass of wine, light some candles, full moon, whatever you want to do, make a little bit of a ritual and kind of like a date night with yourself. But you start kind of envisioning the your dream job and not like, I'm on a plane, six figures, you start small because everybody wants that. And so it's like, the first thing is like, I don't want to work in an office or I want to work in an office. I want to be in nine to five. I want to make my own schedule. All of these little tiny micro things around the job. So you're not a lot of people, I think, jump into like, I want to be in fashion. Just show me what the office and the day-to-day looks like. You know, are you commuting? How long is the commute? Um, how much are you getting paid? Is there bonuses? Is there healthcare? Do you like your coworkers? Are you like working on your own? Are you in a team? What's your relationship with your manager? All of these little things and just paint that picture because you know what? You can actually get about like, usually I get one and a half to two pages of information from somebody not even talking about a specific industry. Mm. And I'm like, look at that. You clarified all the things you really love and want. And now we can start to play in different industries. So interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it's like a good like visualization thing. If you can actually like start to like see and feel like even just the environment that you're in. Yeah. Very much so. That's huge. And you'd be surprised how many patients I have that like will leave a job and they're like, I hated that fucking place. I'm so glad I'm out. And then the next job that they get into, they're like, holy shit. Like my manager is the same type of person. And my coworkers are like, talking the same shit and all of this. And it's like, oh, well, because you just switched industries, but you didn't have any idea of like what you actually wanted your day-to-day to look like. So like you just pretty much manifested the same thing in a different industry. Whoa, so true. Love that. It's the devil you know. It's the devil you know. (laughs) It's like, I don't know why I always take guys who like cheat on me or guys who are married or guys who are, it's like, okay, what are you allowing and what are you not learning? I was literally just going to say that. It's like similar in dating. Like a lot of the people, like we, we date the same person over and over again because it's like what you know yeah fascinating that's a, you know. whole, that's a whole other oh, podcast yeah. topic it's probably um, a mini series <laughs> literally um okay let's get into our another question our friendly coworker is too touchy how do i get them to stop without being rude i mean i think you and i do this the same we just like use humor like whoa is that your <laughs> hand on my nipple <laughs> like <laughs> Like a little Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. I was gonna say that's probably bad advice, but yeah, I use humor for pretty much any awkward any, conversation. any uncomfortable conversation. I'd be like, I mean, I would say something. I'll use it, but I'll kind of be forceful. I'll be like, "Wow, was that like a Me Too moment that we just had there?" 
Yeah. And just make sure you keep like really awkward eye contact. <laughs> and then if they're like, whoa, I didn't mean anything. I'd be like, oh, neither did I, bro. Just like your hand was like literally inside of my crevasse. Yeah. I actually think I, like a long time ago, I had a, a dude that I was friends with that always like put his hand on my lower back. Ooh, I do like, not like uh, that. Oh, I hate it so much. Like mm-hmm. nothing makes me cringe more. And um. I think I actually just used my body language to tell him to like fuck right off. Yeah. Because uh, every time you would touch me, I'd be like, ugh. Yeah. Like, make a big thing out of it and it, it would embarrass him. Again, not great advice. Actually, for yeah. better advice on this, I just did an episode um, a couple weeks ago about standing up for yourself. And that if you guys listen to that, you'll get some some good tidbits. Yeah. But calling it out for yeah. sure. I mean, if you can't be like, if you don't feel comfortable just like standing on both feet and just being like, you know what? I really feel uncomfortable when you touch me like that. And then use like awkward humor like Sarah and I and that'll get, <laughs> that'll get you out of most things. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. Another question. Getting, ha- getting through quarantine without the things that give you happiness and confidence. Oh, man. We also did a whole episode on this pretty much. When? The first time I had you on this couch. Oh, yeah. That we was did, the- before I kicked the season off, um, we did a whole quarantine episode. And I feel like you talked about like how to like de-stress and yeah. quarantine. I also feel like that was at the beginning of quarantine where we're like, just go outside and breathe and meditate. And we're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that is true. We didn't know exactly what we were getting We were like, the next for. two weeks is going to be crazy, guys. But don't worry, we'll be out of it soon. <laughs> and that was like March. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. I mean, like, this is a great time to like learn a language. And I'm like, I can't even. If anyone get even out like, bed. if even anyone even says shit like that, I'll I'm like, fucking get out of here yeah. with that. No. Duolingo, get the fuck yeah. out of my face. No, fully. There's like a two or three girls that are um women that are like in my field on Instagram. And they're like, I've started a new business. And I'm like, literally just want to just rage on them. It'd be like, everybody <laughs> else is freaking getting on antidepressants and like, <laughs> Reeling uncontrollably. Don't you fucking dare with I've started a new business. Like literally. Yeah. I mean, not to shit on anybody who's starting a new business. No, like definitely like, good start on a new you. business. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, like girl power, boss babe, all the way. But like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like get but out like, of my don't. face or if you're gonna start a new business gain 20 pounds yeah pick one you can't do you don't a, do both you can't That's do a rude. Pilates challenge and start a new business and have a language pick one Karen yeah <laughs> very very true I will say the things that get, without the things that give you happiness and confidence at this point I feel like all of us have actually probably found things that give us happiness like I have found so many things that bring me happiness like being mm-hmm. at home like I actually don't know if I'm gonna be rejoining society when this bitch opens up <laughs> Like, I'm good. You guys have done really well with it. I have not done well. (laughs) I know you haven't. No, I've struggled severely. I actually, it's funny that this has showed me. I'm like, I'm pretty good with like one friend. Yeah. Like, I think not going out, like never. Like, I'm pretty good. Leaving the house for 20 minutes a week. Like, I'm cool. And you know what's funny is in beginning of this, I would have, 100% 100% said without a like shadow of a doubt that you and Brandon were extroverts. And now I see you, you are, they are thriving, <laughs> thriving. It thriving. is true. I actually thought I was like, I was like, oh, I'm kind of both like introverted and yeah, extroverted. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm full blown, full, full blown. I'm never taking these sweatpants off. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's get into our next question. Wait, wait, wait. Did we even answer that? Yeah, we answered yeah, we answered that good enough. Just we like shit on people who's starting their own <laughs> business and told them to gain weight. <laughs> I, um, I think there are plenty of things to do that find you happiness and confidence. Again, with your kind of whole like list, your list thing of like shit that brings me joy. Yeah. Like 
that was one that was actually I was reading this um book. What was it? Spiritual, some spiritual, it was Gabby Bernstein book. But she she kind of says like every day you have to make an effort of doing like one thing that actually brings you joy and it yeah. doesn't have any other like n- not like learning French because no. like that's like a good thing that I should be doing like something that you actually really really like, like. smiling like I'm yeah. smiling doing it so like yeah. for me like I like listening to like podcasts and like walking my dog around yeah. the block like makes me happy so like I just I always try and do like one thing a day that makes me happy but the more that you actually pay attention to it like to yeah. your point the list thing like you actually like I think make more of a conscious effort because I realized when I started doing that I'm like wow I go a lot of days where I just don't think do anything that makes me happy yeah and and you can get especially when you're self-employed I feel like you can get into that trap pretty easily where you look up five days later and you're like why am I shaking and crying and you're like oh I haven't been outside I haven't like had a hug I've just been like working on my quote hustle and you're like oh I'm kind of dying but yeah you know making the little list and another thing just to go back to that person's question something that will spark what brings you happiness and confidence is the gratitude exercise that I tell everybody to do before bed. You know, like doing that three things you're grateful for because you'd be surprised, like you said, again, how much you actually do have little moments of happiness in the day. But when we think, I'm not happy. Like nothing's bringing me happiness. I'm not, I'm, I am can't think of a time I've ever been happy. Your brain goes down the tube of like, okay, this is never going to get better. Whereas when you flip it on its head and you say, what am I grateful for? You're like, oh yeah, that does make me happy. Yeah. Okay. I can't say enough good things about a gratitude practice. And mm-hmm. we talked about it in that quarantine episode. So mm-hmm. honey, go back and listen. Exactly. Um, okay. Next question. What to do for rash? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. They didn't even put arash. Okay, well, I can pretty much tell you you what kind of rash this is just by the (laughs) way they spelled it. Rash. (laughs) It was me. This is my question. (laughs) Surprised you even sent me a picture of it. (laughs) I'll let the doctor take this one. Oh, man. I mean, that's going to depend on the kind of rash. But like the first thing you do is you go through like the list of like, why do you have it? So like, did you use a new detergent? Are you using a new face cream? Are you using having like new sheets? Is there anything new to your environment that you've introduced like topically, like on your skin that are we really doing I a rash? I love that you're actually No, I'm actually, this. I'm the doctor. I know. I love that you're actually answering. I was just going to laugh and move on to the next one. Okay, we can laugh and move on. But no, that was that already what you said was pretty good. And then uh, all else fails, send, send Paige, DM her a do picture of your rash. Do not DM me a picture of your rash. No, I already get like, well, is this poop normal? I don't need rashes. I don't need rashes. But yeah, just basically like to sum it up, see if there's anything new to your environment externally, like touching your skin, and then see if there's anything that you've eaten in the last 24 to 48 hours that may that was that was new. So yeah. new environment, internal, external. Yeah. If you um blew a, a guy on the subway or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might not be a rash. No, and you're not getting flowers either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is actually a real a real question. Um, <laughs> I think the rash was the real question. <laughs> no, I mean real, and like they actually like wrote sentences, which is nice. Oh, because um, I did. We did open this up um, to my in my email inbox. If you guys want to send like actual stories or r- like longer questions, because I've been doing these usually through DM, but you can also email me. I'll put it all in show notes. You guys can easily send your questions our way. But this one is. Dear Big Kid Problems, my boyfriend and I have been quarantining together and I'm starting to need some space, like a lot of space. I actually think I want to break up with him, but he has been kind of depressed after losing his job because of COVID. How do I get him out of my hair? Ooh. 
I did the rash. You do, <laughs> you do this one. Uh, you're going to have to move out of your lease. No. Mm. Um, that sucks because they're like stuck in your place. And we're in like a pandemic. You can't just be like, hey, get out of my apartment and like yeah. send them off into the to the wolves. But actually, you kind of can't. You know what? You're dating. You're not married. And yeah. this person has a home. So maybe you just kind of say like, babe, like I, I kind of could use. Do they have a home? Yeah, they don't. I don't think they live together. Oh, they're just been quarantining, been quarantining together. together. So this oh, is like, yeah. yeah, like you and Chris, like you guys yeah. have separate places. You don't live together. No. Feels like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's amazing. Yeah, no, he like, if this person has another place that they can go to, you should just say like, hey, like I am kind of overwhelmed with work or I need to do stuff. Yeah. You know what? You should tell the truth. That's the real advice. But the Sarah advice is to make up some bullshit. <laughs> we have we have different advice on like on these big life questions. Sarah's is always avoid the fuck out of the actual issue. Make up some kind of excuse and get out of that shit. And as soon as he leaves, like stop answering his call. Just just ghost that motherfucker. Ghost that motherfucker. And then I'm always like the more like Brene Brown, like stand up and be courageous. Sarah's like dye your hair, change your number. It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he's out of there, like lock the door and like yeah, change the locks, change the locks. Boo. Um, no, no, <laughs> no hard. I'm no. kidding, kind of. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say if you're not comfortable enough to just be honest and be like, I, I do really need a little bit of space. Like you, you do have like your own apartment and. I'm just feeling like in this, it's been going on for, the quarantine has been going on for a really long time. A lot I, longer than I thought. Yeah, a lot longer than I thought. And and I think I need just like a couple nights to myself. And I would just like kind of do it in phases and, you know, not be like, I'm breaking up with you. I need to, you know, get you out of my life forever. But be like, I need a couple of days. Do you mind if we take like three days and, you know, just like you can reset. Yeah. And just reset. And, and that's actually another thing too. Like if you're thinking like, I want to break up with him, like give yourself a couple of days. Yeah. Cause like that, like you could be thinking rash, rash. Absolutely. Too. Like we're all rubbing on each other the wrong way. And yeah. like, it's also Venus retrograde. If anybody missed that amazing pod, get back to that. Yeah. Um, Angie Godfrey is an incredible astrologer and she talked about this in her last pod, but Venus retrograde is all about like people in relationship, communicating, rubbing up each other, pushing each other's buttons. So this might be like, I want to break up with him because we're in a 500 square foot apartment in New York yeah. for three months. But then when you have him leave for three days, you might be like, okay, actually. Yeah. Even like you and, and Chris in quarantine, you guys like spend one night apart. Yep. I think it's important. I wish Super I could important. do it with my fiance, but we live together. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Dick Hamp, Brandon. Um, <laughs> no, and, and Chris goes to his house during the day to work. So that's really important. That's huge. So separate workspace. Yeah. I think at this point, we've all been in quarantine a long time. Like, getting those boundaries when you can yeah. is probably important. So that was our last question for today. And looking at the time, this is a perfect, we fucking nailed it. Wow. Wow. Crushed it. Wow. Um, so thank you guys for listening, Paige. Thanks for being on yeah, and no taking problem. your bra off for the bras off episode. No problem. Nobody DM me pictures of their rash or poop, <laughs> please. I would just like to loop back to that again. Reiterate that. Yeah. Um, cool. Do I'll send you guys' Paige's personal no, don't. Absolutely <laughs> information do not. No. in show notes. No. <laughs> Paige is running back to Canada. She no longer has a social account. <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. 